Welcome to another episode of Pitch Perfect, a first of its kind podcast series powered by Avarathon, an AI-enabled video roleplay platform. I'm Vishala, your host for this incredible journey where we connect with thought leaders to discuss cutting-edge strategies and innovative best practices of organizations towards building a successful sales-ready team. I'm thrilled to introduce our guest for today's episode, Ms. Prachi Mishra, Head of Learning and Leadership for APAC Region at Wanderlande. Ms. Prachi Mishra is a dedicated leader and management executive with 15 years of experience in diverse areas across learning and development, executive coaching, organizational development. Prior to Wonderland, she was the head of learning and development for Dassault Systems in India. She is a subject matter expert in leadership development with exceptional coaching and consulting skills. She is proficient in driving teams and individuals to the highest echelons of performance including people from different levels of seniority and roles in leadership. In this episode Prachi will share her thoughts on building high performing teams. A very warm welcome to Pitch Perfect Prachi we are really happy to have you on our show. Thank you so much Vishala and thank you for inviting me here. That's great. So we will start our Q&A session where I'm going to ask you some really insightful questions and you can share your views on that. Are you ready? Sure. Yeah, sure, okay. absolutely. Great. So starting with the first question, can you briefly explain what are the hallmarks of a top performing sales team? Yeah, surely. Um and in fact, I think it's a very it's a very important questions because if you do look around teams that are performing to their best, they have a, a few characteristics uh, which stand out and uh, they those can be called as the hallmarks of a top performing teams and um, also specifically for sales teams you know since that's what your question is about in my uh, experience um, one of the things that stands out most for top performing sales teams is a culture of engagement so look around and you will see teams that are performing at their best they have employees who are highly motivated and engaged and by engagement i mean that how employees think and feel about the team they are on and how they act uh, how they work based on those thoughts and feelings so probably one of the most important jobs that leaders or sales leaders today have is to keep their teams engaged they have to make sure that they maximize each team member's performance motivate them every day and uh, that becomes one of the keys for the team members to give their best and the team to give its best performance well other than engagement you know i think the second thing that stands out according to me is the diversity in a team so most top performing sales teams are usually very diverse uh, which means that every sales person is different from another they are quite uh, unique uh, with their strengths but they're not just unique and they don't they don't just stand out with their strengths but they also are very complementary to each other when it comes to talents skills experiences and expertise they play to their own strengths even when they work as a team so i think diversity which also brings in a lot of balance in a team is uh, another very important factor uh, when we look at top performing sales teams uh, and you know maybe one of the responsibilities or accountabilities lies with the sales leaders when they when they hire people you know they may, they must hire people for the skills the traits that they are looking for but they may, must also hire people to see that they bring in enough diversity within their teams i think the third thing that um, i would say uh, i have seen in top performing teams is uh, 
they're very clear. You know, each member is absolutely clear in terms of what the goal is, uh, what the team's goal is and what their individual goal or what their individual contribution is in the team so that the team collectively achieves their goal. So they clearly know and they clearly understand what is the goal and how they can act in accordance. They also know what their possibilities are, what their limitations are. They know the boundaries within which they can be creative, within which they have to work. You know, when you have that kind of an understanding, everybody works in tandem. Everybody works to make sure that the goal of the organization or the team is achieved. And this, I think, is very, very critical in top performing teams. And I think lastly, what I would see and or, you know, in my experience, what I have seen has worked is in top performing teams and specifically, again, for sales teams, the managers or the leaders in the teams uh, do not are not uh, administrative managers. They are not people who are only bothered about KPIs, but they go beyond the call of duty and they're actually, you know, managers who become coaches or leaders who act as coaches. So they are proficient in their core job. So, you know, when it comes to sales, they know what they are selling, how they are selling. They are very proficient in the business of selling, but they're equally proficient in the space of coaching. They're able to assess skill gaps in their team members. They're able to develop coaching plan. They're able to provide timely feedback. They're able to mentor their team members. They're able to provide the right support, empower their teams. And they do all of this in a very structured approach. And this process, they continually make sure that the big picture is imparted, is known to their team members. They make sure that they create a space where, you know, team members can flourish. And this, I think, becomes very, very important for, you know, people to give their best and for a team to give its best performance. So I think these are the four things that I can think of, which uh, probably, according to me, are the hallmarks of a top performing team. Uh, that's a wonderful answer, Prachi. I think you perfectly summarized the hallmarks of a top performing sales team. My uh, second question to you is uh, that sales teams are underperforming and there are huge costs to organizations and it is expensive mm-hmm. to onboard new employees. What do you think are some of the critical reasons sales teams underperform? Oh, absolutely. It's it's a huge loss to business if you, you know, put together a sales team, you know, you invest uh, in hiring people and then you don't do not get the desired results and again i think one of the things or foremost thing that i feel uh, why sales teams underperform or critical reasons for underperformance could be lack of training yeah i think all of us are aware the way we work you know the way the corporates or the work world is structured today we work under stringent timelines there's always stress there's always pressure the moment you hire somebody, you want uh, the next day you want them to start performing. And uh, somewhere we do not, you know, give enough importance or do not invest enough in the quality of training that we provide to the sales professionals. And if that's happening, that could be a, one of the big reasons why teams could underperform. You know, you cannot sell what you do not understand. So if you do not have good understanding of the of the product that you are selling or the service that you are selling, how would you sell it? And the other thing is that, uh, you know, as human beings, we do not like to feel stupid. So if you're put up in front of a a customer and the customer is asking you questions, but you do not have the right set of answers, you will feel exposed. You will feel embarrassed. And that's not a position anybody wants to be in. You know, that's a position where people want to stay away from. 
most of us, you know, uh, why just sales professionals? Anybody would not want to be in that kind of a position. And the way to solve this problem is to provide good quality training. You know, if we can provide good quality training to our sales prof- professionals, to our salespeople, uh, we follow it with assessment. We we make sure that they understand the product. They don't understand what to sell, but they also understand how to sell. We actually help them overcome their biggest fear. That is, you know, I'm put in front of somebody and I will not have answers to the question that person will ask me. So good quality training or in this situation, a lack of good quality training is one of the reasons why teams underperform. That's, I think, my number one reason that I can think of. The second thing, you know, where I I feel that why sales teams underperform, according to me, is lack of empathy in sales conversations. Okay. Sales professionals are very focused on sales pitch. And I would not, you know, really blame them for this because, you know, they are driven by targets. They they have their higher management who is, you know, constantly chasing them, asking them whether they've met their quota, they've met their target. So they're very, very sales driven. A top performing sales professional focuses on the quality of sales. And they sometimes forget to focus on the quality of conversation that they are having with the customer. So I think before anything that uh, a sales professional must do is, is, is bring in empathy when they're speaking to their customers, when they're, when they're interacting with their clients. And by empathy, I mean that before you bring forward your sales pitch, before you, you, know, you say why your product is the best, make space, make time to understand what the needs of the customers are, what their pain areas are, what their problems are. And also ask yourself the question that is my product the best solution to your problems if you're able to see that gap if you're able to look at from that space you know if you if sales professionals are able to bring empathy in the way they uh, go about making sales there can be a lot of change in the way they you know, do their business so i think that second reason according to me you know is lack of empathy uh, in sales conversations and maybe the third reason is something that i have reiterated uh, earlier on also you know which i think is a hallmark of uh, sales uh, teams and a lack of it can re- result in underperformance is lack of coaching by sales sales leaders you know uh, being extremely target driven being very kpi driven is good for the organization and that is required but sales leaders also have the responsibility to create an environment where People can make mistakes. Uh, as a leader, you provide them feedback. As a reader, you provide them the guidance. You constantly coach them. You empower them, you know, so that they can do their work better. So if leaders and managers in a sales organization do not take the role of coaches, that I think, in my opinion, can lead to underperformance of teams. So I think, yeah, these are my three reasons why I think sales teams would underperform. Right, uh, Prachi, again, that's a really valid answer. And I'm glad that you highlighted uh, the few points about having quality conversations and having the importance of training programs. Uh, my next question is a follow-up to this question. What do you think uh, or, What do you think are the ways organizations can help underperforming teams? Yeah, very valid question, Vishala. And... Um I think even before we, you know, jump into helping people or helping teams, 
So improving performance of team is a multi-step process. But even before we do there, I think uh, what is important to establish is the cause of failure or underperformance. So in my opinion, the first thing that leaders or organizations need to do is to find the real issue. And for this, organizations must listen with empathy and listen to every member on the team, you know, not, not just listen to people who are more vocal, listen to people, you know, who always make sure that what their voice is heard, but listen to every individual in their team and listen with not a mindset to provide solution or, you know, solve problems, but listen with a mindset of curiosity, you know, ask questions from a curious space, listen to understand, listen to understand what the problem is. And once they're able to, you know, listen with empathy, ask questions, observe with curiosity, I think organizations will have solid data to understand what the real issue is. The next thing I would say is, even before you provide any solution, ask the team for their inputs. What is it that they need? You know, what are the steps that the organization can do, can take or the leadership can take to meet their needs? Once again, throughout the process, listen with utmost care and respect and be ready to, you know, take some uh, feedback from your employees. So real problem could be many, you know, it could be a lack of competence, um, unstructured training program, lack of trust, motivation, or even at times a lack of proper leadership. It could also be a poorly established ways of working, or in some cases, you don't have ways of working, a low quality onboarding program, unclear team dynamics, roles, goals, accountability matrix being unclear. So understand what the real problem is. And then I think co-create a plan, co-create a solution with your team members, with your employees that outlines the goals and clear steps that will help people to reach their goal. You know, I think nobody in this world wants to be successful or uh, wants to be unsuccessful or remain unsuccessful. So when we show to our people, our sales professional that, you know, as leaders of the organization, we have vested interest in your success. We are here not to penalize you, but we are here to set you up for success. And we want to partner with you in this process. We want to partner in creating a solution in creating an outcome that will make you more successful you will have a 100% accountability from people who, for whom you want to create this plan. So create a plan, create a solution in partnership with the teams that are impacted and constantly reevaluate the plan. Reevaluate the plan against the performance. Make the team members a part of this process. You know, set intervals where you would want to reevaluate, reassess, make changes in the plan so that, you know, it's constantly evolving. I think those are the things that organizations should do. And if I have to just put everything in a nutshell is that don't jump to conclusions, you know, don't think because when you were a sales professional, this was the problem. So this is the problem and this is the solution. Do not jump to conclusion. Take time, listen out, understand the problem and co-create the solution with your employees. I think those are the things that organizations must do or could do. Right, Prachi, I think that's a really interesting answer and I'm sure our listeners will find this very valuable. So thank you for that. 
So as a subject matter expert in leadership development, you believe that development and change can happen when leaders nurture a space that provides a psychological safety in organizations. Can you please mm-hmm. elaborate more on this statement? Oh yeah. In fact, this is uh, one of my most favorite uh, you know uh or something that I'm very passionate about. I think that's the best way to put it. Um I think leaders have huge responsibility in today's organization and um leaders have vested interest in the success of their employees and the success of their teams they strive to build strong healthy relationships with individuals and in and teams where mutual trust can exist uh and there are countless theories you know uh, when you look up theories about um how people grow how people develop how to bring about sustainable change there are countless theories around this but something that i personally uh, relate to or something that resonates with me and stands out to me is a technique favored by psychologists with their client that encourages the client to be the best version of themselves and that's how i think leaders need to do they need to create an environment where individuals can be the best version of themselves This technique was originally founded by a psychologist called Carl Rogers and is known as unconditional positive regard. Now what it means is that my regard towards you is unconditional which means my respect uh my liking towards you is unconditional. I like you, I regard you no matter what for what you are and who you are. So one of the best ways to explain this in an analogy and which Carl Rogers himself has done in the book is to say you know when you when you look at something in the nature so when you look at a beautiful sunset or when you look at a beautiful sunrise you do not evaluate it you know you do not say looking at a beautiful sunset that oh i wish it had been a little more uh orange or, or a, a different kind of an orange or it had been a little more crimson or it had been you know a more softer from a certain side you just observe it you just watch it in its awe and you just watch it unfold and that's unconditional positive regard every day you will see a sunset it will be unique and new and different yet you will look at it in the same awe and that's what carl rogers said unconditional positive regard so you accept individuals for who they are but this will not mean that you know you will accept poor behavior but what it means is that you accept individuals at a much deeper level than just their behavior this technique requires you to respect the individual as a human being with their own feeling will with a belief or assumption that they are doing their best and in workplace you know specifically leaders are dealing with complex human beings a leader's role is to manage these complicated dynamics of human beings to be the best version of themselves to be fully committed to be fully motivated it's not an easy task it's one of the most difficult task and i think sometimes leaders need to turn into their inner psychologist and in order to get the best out of their people they need to realize that building relationship based on trust and support uh, compassion open communication acceptance is the best way to build a happy confident and motivated team and i think one of the ways in which leaders can look at this is to operate from a space which is non judgmental okay which is like i'm here to help you to understand you to provide you guidance and not to criticize you you know it is it happens when leaders operate from a space where 
they they truly believe that individuals do not have to prove themselves to gain uh, their regard you know you will accept even though you may not approve of somebody's uh, choices but you will accept them as individuals so it's it's a huge responsibility on leaders but when leaders are able to create that space that space is where development happens you know so what i what i want i'm trying to say probably is that all employees everybody in a team has their unique strengths you know everybody is uniquely gifted everyone and when i say everyone i mean literally everyone but how people perform depends upon what is the kind of environment we provide to them you know what is the kind of space we provide to them and everybody needs an environment that can foster their growth so that's the responsibility of leaders and uh, i think it's a big responsibility that's an incredible answer prachi thank you so much for sharing that with us so coming mm-hmm. to our last question can you give us your three strategies for building a high performance sales team mm-hmm. yes um, indeed and um, you know creating high performance teams uh, and sales team is essential for any business you know we don't have to uh, emphasize any more on this we all know and we understand how important it is and there could be a key strategies and i think if i have to put down three for me the number one would be the moment you hire people okay so one of the things that organizations can do is to revisit their hiring process it's not about who you are hiring but what you are hiring and by what i mean what are the skills what are the traits that matter the most to you in your business and you should hire those traits you should hire people who bring in those traits and for this uh, leaders must you know look at their sales representatives who have consistently meet their tar- met their targets who drive significant revenue these could be your uh, you know reference points and every leader can then prioritize different traits but make sure that your hiring process is focused on asking questions uh, to help to uncover the candidates that possess those traits and those skills who are ready to go above and beyond so the first thing you know first strategy to build a high performance team sales team is to visit your hiring process understand very critically what are those traits what are the skills that you want to hire the second thing you know after getting the right people inside the organization it's not enough you need to provide them with good quality training it's it's always in the benefit of the organizations and you will see you know most big organizations successful organizations have a very solid structured onboarding training that goes for sales professionals as well have a very structured uh, training for your sales people where they understand the product in depth and where you also reiterate not just what you're selling but how you're selling the key attitudes the values that you want your um, your sales professionals uh, you know to um, imbibe and you you want them to make sure that they 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 have those values when they make a sales pitch with your customers so make sure you incorporate those values in the training process and i think lastly uh, which uh, i cannot emphasize enough is um, is the importance of leaders and managers to become coaches in a sales organization and any organization i would say for that matter sales leaders need not just be good uh, need not just be good at what their core job is about selling the product that they are selling but their job is also to empower their team members to understand 
why they are in the business of selling you know what is the individual gaining out of this business so coaching not just the process not how to sell but also coaching the individual keeping the individual motivated keeping the individual focused on the goal helping the individual see that what is in it from me you know what happens if i do well here helping the individual become more successful in what they are doing so if leaders take on these role uh, i think it's very very critical strategy for building a high performance sales team or a sales organization so these are my three things that i can think of uh, you know to, for building a high performance sales team incredible prachi thank you for sharing that and i think you highlighted all the best strategies so thank you for that so we have another segment called the underrated overrated segment in this i want you to name the most underrated characteristic and the most overrated characteristic of a high performing sales team hmm yeah that's a very interesting question um and i can think of one underrated characteristic for sure um and um, you know i think the best way to put it is there are times when you meet somebody and you instantly get a sense of comfort with that person or you get a instant sense of sense of easiness with that person this is a very important characteristic for a sales professional okay um so it's and of course you know it's it's probably one of not one of the most ob- obvious qualities one of the obvious characteristic but in my opinion a very very important characteristics and sales professionals must be able to enter a room and make their client feel at ease you know understand sense the energy of the room sense the mood of the room sense the mood of the customer and bring in a sense of comfort and ease if sales professionals are able to do that it it helps them in multifold ways okay number 1 you know they can lead the conversation number 2 they bring down uh, some of their clients defenses and that makes a very interesting space a very easy space for a successful negotiation so entering a meeting room and creating that sense of easiness in your in your customer uh, just because it's a professional meeting it doesn't have to be serious you know it can still be light it can still make people feel easy when you come out of the meeting it can still make you feel good about it okay and this is something that sales professionals need to learn and they need to inculcate in themselves one of the ways to do this is have small talk okay but small talk sometimes can be you know it 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 can be misleading because then you make an attempt to do a small talk something that comes from a genuine space which means that you have to be in the moments sales professionals also need to you know understand the act of being mindful being in the moment be in the moment observe for your client observe for the environment and from that space when you make a conversation it becomes very easy so i think uh, according to me what is underrated today which is overlooked not given enough importance is the ability to you know create that connection create that rapport create that sense of ease and comfort in your in your customer that i think is very important but an underrated characteristic and if i have to tell you about an overrated characteristic which um, yeah which is probably you know when sales professionals look upon themselves or you know put themselves on a pedestal of being problem solvers solution providers okay so so what don't get me wrong you know as sales professionals 
we do end up providing, uh, we do end up solving our clients' problems. That is indeed, um, indeed one of the things that you will do. But let that be an outcome. Don't become a solution provider. Don't become a problem solver, okay? More than becoming a solution provider or a problem solver, I think what sales professionals need to do is to seek to understand. Become a seeker, okay? Seek to understand what is the need, what is the pain point, where is my customer stuck? You know, what what is their business all about? Can I understand their business? Can I understand the pain points in their business? Seek to understand from a space of empathy, from a space from a space of compassion, not from a space of problem solver. When you when you put yourself in the space of a problem solver, you naturally put yourself, you know, one pedestal above, and then you look look upon somebody. Okay, I I am here. I have the solution. I have the answers, and I can help you. Nobody really likes that. But when you work from a space of equals, you said, "I'm here to understand your problems. I'm here to understand your business." I'm not even assuming that you have a problem. I'm just here to understand. I'm just here to seek. I'm just here to see, you know, where you are, wh- where you are and, in, and hold hands with you from that space. I think that's when um, sales professionals do. It's, it's, it's very good. So don't become a problem solver, solution provider. Uh, I think that's a very, very overrated characteristic. Right, Prachi, I completely agree with you on that. So thank you for sharing that. So this brings me to the end of our show. Uh, Prachi, thank you so much for having this conversation. And I had a wonderful time interviewing you. And I hope our listeners find this episode very valuable. Thank you, Vishala. Thank you for inviting me. And um, I had a good time as well. So thank you so much. Thank you, Prachi. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. So everybody, that was Ms. Prachi Mishra. Thank you for tuning in to Pitch Perfect. Hope you found this valuable. The Pitch Perfect podcast series will keep bringing in visionary thought leaders in the hope of creating a community of Salesforce readiness. If you found this show insightful, I would appreciate if you follow us and never miss an episode. This is your host, Vishala, signing off.